put a spell on you. My name is Jillian Seidel. In this episode of Crying Serial, we will continue to explore the infamous criminal, Nanny Doss. Now, one question I want you to keep in mind throughout this episode is, did Nanny kill more than just her husbands? Oh, I can't stand it. You're running around. You know better, daddy. I can't stand it because you put me down. Yeah, yeah. The last time we were together, we ended on the topic of feeling sorry for Nanny. Sorry that she grew up in an abusive household and that it followed her around. And also sorry that she was so desperate to find the perfect mate. When you think of obsessions, sometimes you think about minor ideas that someone will eventually get over. But the obsession Nanny has is more extensive than that. She was constantly reading romance magazines and the glamour of the romance life. This could be in due part to her not being able to wear dresses and read magazines when she was younger. Nanny just wanted to live the girl-finding-young-love-in-movie trope. Who wouldn't? For Nanny, it's like everything had to be a movie for her. It is through the Lonely Hearts column in the newspaper that she met her second husband, Frank Harrelson. The way he wooed her was through poetry. How romantic. Nanny responded with letters and a photo. They soon married in 1929, but the marriage didn't last long due to Frank's alcoholism and violent temper, spending most of his time in the local jail. Does it remind you of her stepdad's abuse? Sure seems like it to me. Did she end up divorcing him? No. Sadly, the marriage continued on for 16 years until Nanny decided Frank was excess baggage. However, before Frank's demise, Nanny had killed her two younger grandchildren. It had been speculated that she killed her newborn granddaughter from her oldest daughter, Melvina, with a hairpin to the brain shortly after the baby was born. In her drug-induced haze from the difficult birth, Melvina thought she saw her mother stab the baby with a stick pin. She told her other family members, but no one confronted Nanny. A few months after this incident, Melvina left her son Robert in her mother's care, and he died of suffocation, and Nanny collected a $500 life insurance policy taken out of Robert's name. Remember, this is all based on speculation, but Nanny did confess that she did not kill her grandchildren or any blood relatives. However, Frank is another story. In 1945, he returned home drunk after celebrating with friends who had returned from service in World War II. He had forced Nanny to have sexual intercourse with him, and a deadly demise met him the next day. Nanny decided enough was enough and poured rat poison into one of Frank's hidden jars of moonshine. He really was caught up in his alcoholism now. Nanny did confess she killed Frank, but at the time of his death on September 15, 1945, it was just just suspected food poisoning. From his death, she also collected life insurance, and then with the money from both Robert and Frank, she purchased a plot of land and a house near Jacksonville, Florida. You don't know me like you used to. Believe it, I refuse to 
Danny's next victim held the same fate as Frank, except this time Arlie Lanning of Lexington, North Carolina would place an ad in the Lonely Hearts column and Nanny was the one to respond. She appeared to everyone as the perfect wife, or so everyone thought. She would go on to use rat poison as the method of choice to kill her victim, and instead of moonshine, it was put in one of Arlie's meals and he died shortly after. He died in 1950 of a heart attack from the poison, but the doctors associated his heavy drinking with the cause of the heart attack, so no autopsy was performed. Her next true love, might I remind you she's looking for the perfect mate, was Richard Morton of Emporia, Kansas. Nanny met Richard through the Diamond Circle Club for only $15. Richard, however, was proven to be unfaithful in their marriage as he spent time with other women. He was spared a few months or so because Nanny had other matters to take care of. Her mother, Louisa, had needed a caretaker due to falling and breaking her hip in 1953 after her stepfather passed away. She died suddenly after complaining of stomach pains after Nanny agreed to take care of her, and surprisingly, her sister Dovey also died suddenly after seeing Nanny. Even though Nanny didn't see the signs of Richard's cheating during her time away taking care of her family, she was soon realized what was happening. You can't keep anything from Nanny. She always knows what's up. Richard reportedly died of mysterious circumstances. It was reported that Nanny put arsenic in a thermos full of coffee that he drank. This makes me wonder where she got the poison from and how nobody confronted her. Nanny then boarded a bus to see her new and last admirer, Samuel Doss, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Surprisingly, he was neither drunk nor abusive. He had a fatal mistake in telling his wife that she could only read magazines and watch television of educational importance. Clearly, Miss Nanny did not agree and laced a prune cake with poison. In other words, he was truly food poisoned. However, he was able to recover in the hospital, but shortly after he returned home, Nanny used coffee spiked with arsenic to finish him off. I'm going to talk about in the next episode how this turned out to be a big mistake Nanny made. In relation to the main question of this episode, Nanny did kill more than just her husbands, and it's up to you whether she killed her blood relatives, but she never confessed to killing them and pleaded that she never killed her own blood relatives. In my opinion, I think she most definitely killed all of her four out of the five husbands and her blood relatives that no longer served a purpose in her perfect world. Thank you.